RCR with Paul Brennan, Reality Check Radio. Back in mid-September, you might remember that was the day, in fact, 14th of September, that we first met Off-Grid Tom. And why Off-Grid Tom? Well, we wanted, if you remember, to talk to the average person to find out what's grinding their gears. And if I remember rightly, it was all about post-COVID, et cetera, and the anticipation leading up to the general election. Well, time to go back to off-grid Tom, who's plugged himself into the grid momentarily to speak with us again. Tom, welcome back to RCR. Uh, Good to be back, Paul. Um, Thanks for the invite. Okay, so that time went pretty quick. Uh, That was exactly a month before the general election. Um, Did it kind of, did the cards fall where you thought they would? I would say pretty much exactly how I thought things would fall. I was, yeah. Okay, well, that's um, that's pretty I, yeah. good, isn't it? Everybody sort of came in around where I thought they might come. But yeah, it was. It was I think it was sort of quite predictable. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, that's from my perspective anyway. The way I was reading things. Well, the mainstream media seems very surprised. At which part? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know that. Um, that uh, Winston sort of leapt in like he did with. Oh, for uh, good. No, geez, that was the most predictable part of all. That was, well, that's that's what I thought. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, mate. No, I was on a couple of forums um, where we we are permitted uh, free political debate, and for six weeks, um, and most of these guys are staunch national or staunch act. And I'm going, well, that you've just opened a big window for Winston. <laughs> if um, national act refused to actually even look at this. Um, elephant in the room and let alone acknowledge it uh, it's just a wide open and, and it's there it goes it's that's boom and, and any game so what were they saying on those forums were they did they share your prediction or the way you thought it would i I, I think they i think they understood where it was coming from um yeah, yeah. but their their thing was they especially national supporters because i'm not tribal never have been um they remember 2017 with an absolute vicious <laughs> hatred of Winston for what he did. Um, well, you the mean that they were useless later. negotiators and couldn't get a deal over the line with Winston because they didn't know what they were doing? Uh, pretty much. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and, then, and no, no, because I'm like, as I say, I'm not a political animal. So I had to go back and revisit a lot of the stuff. And, and their big thing seemed to be, you can't trust Winston. I said, but which politician can I trust? Yeah, good point. <laughs> you know, sorry, that's just so. I said he's the only one that has said anything at all to address what happened to tens, if not hundreds, of thousands of New Zealanders during COVID. And whether he's telling the truth or not, he's the only one to even acknowledge it. Some. Yeah, because there are plenty of alternatives. If that's there were plenty of alternatives, if that's what you wanted to support, yet in the so-called freedom voting community, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um, it ended up being quite fragmented and quite a few people at each other. That was the impression anyway. Is that what you thought or saw as well? Oh, oh absolutely. That was that was probably one of the most disappointing parts of all of this um, because oh, from maybe eight months, ten, ten months ago, I, I was always looking around for somebody who's going to speak quick. And it's not because I personally was directly impacted by the COVID stuff. Uh, we were, because, um, but we were in a position because we're off-grid and because we're mostly retired and because we don't have to go to work every day. We're in a position that it was easier for us to say no than it probably was for a lot of people. Yep. So for me, the thing was looking around, okay, who's going to speak for, for the, and as I said, it'll be hundreds of thousands of people that were negatively impacted to some extent or another. 
And the initial one was uh, Matt King, I think. Um, what was the party up north? Um, yeah, um, Democracy he, and Z. He sounded promising for a while. He was rocking and rolling for a while there, and he sounded very confident, but wasn't wasn't meant to be. Well, then, and I don't know what happened next, whenever because they had Kirsten Murphy came along to join them, I think, and um, a couple of other quite good candidates, but then that disintegrated three weeks yeah. out or whatever it was before election, which I've still got no idea how that happened. But, of course, that immediately put Ped to that them. As that scuppered them. That yeah. That scuppered them, yeah. So all of a sudden, like, okay, what am I going to do next? Because um, I had been, I, I was actually about 95% nailed on for ACT and, and Seymour as a party vote up until about, I think I, I may have told you the last time that I got an email from him that um, basically called me an idiot <laughs> and uh, referenced our world and data because uh, I was querying, asking him about the, 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 the huge increase in worrying increase in excess all-cause mortality. Yeah. And he came back and he quoted me uh, our world and data figures, but he went all the way back to early 2020 and did that little trick with the statistics of using all three, even though the country was in lockdown for 18 months. And said, oh, no, look, New Zealand has actually negative excess all mortality, so the only thing that could be killing them is COVID. If you think anything else, you're an idiot. And I just went, holy moly. Um, So, yeah, then uh, New Zealand Loyal came along and Liz Gunn sounded really good and really sincere. And uh, I was looked at her, and, and I, I, I like the word I think you guys use in your political panel, hopium. And I went, okay, here's a chance. Here's a chance. This sounds good. But the closer we got to the election, the more that became uh, the Wizard of Oz stuff. It was like down the yellow brick. It just started to get two million. She was going to get two million votes, and she was going to take over Parliament. And I've got a good friend who argued with me that that, that this this was a viable thing, and I'm just going, it, it, it's it's not possible. Um. And I just as that got, got closer to the election, it just looked a bit more and more out there. Yeah, that's a, interesting what you say. Um, Liz Gunn like, must. The other one was um, I can't remember the name of the party. The one, where, sorry, man. I, I was just going to say that there seems to have been, for some anyway, um, Liz Gunn was very persuasive and had them following along uh, uh, very tightly. But that only seemed to be involving. Certain people. Anyway, um, what were you just about to say? Oh, this and I'm the only other one. I'm looking at the other parties, and I, I, what I, I still I don't understand this one uh, was when Sue Gray uh, hooks up with Brian uh, Tamagay. Yeah, yeah, and and I just for me, I, I've met Sue Gray many years ago on a, on an environmental thing. Um, she came to our community and spoke for us uh, as an advocate when the uh, Department of Conservation in our area decided that they didn't like the native birds that were on a particular island, so they decided to poison them. Oh, um, <laughs> oh they decided to poison native birds <laughs> because they wanted a different sort of bird on this particular island. This is Doc, is it, or, or, or someone? Oh, yeah, this, this, this is Doc. This they is seem to specialize in poisoning things. That's That's their specialty. We wrote to them, Paul, you wouldn't believe this one. This island had a, a population that was put there by the old dock, whatever they were called back in the right. 70s. Yep. And they had a, a population of about 350 native weka on there, and they were early bombarded with um, Brodificum and oh. wiped out um, because dock had a better plan for this island. Yeah, they're, they're, they're kind of um, uh, genocidal when, it come, when they decide they don't want a particular species. They're very... Very quick to you know to go full 
full noise into it. Oh, to just full atomic. I, I, I just said so to me. It's but you're you're gonna you're gonna kill native birds, and um, I think they took fifty eight. It was the last number that they took off the island prior well, to the, the aerial bombardment. But, but we know that there are far better ways to sort out that problem. We've talked to inventors who have created really good inventions. Um, the uh, infestation of uh, native bush is a lot less than has been made out. Um, we, we don't understand. A lot of us don't uh, understand what planet they're on. Put it that way. Absolutely, absolutely man. It's got to be down to budgets and and. But no, sorry, that was my question. My point was being that Sue Gray and I got. I thought she had a she had a good handle, grasp of things. And I'm I've got nothing against Brian Tomic in particular, but I just know that for me, anyway, and for people, he is a little bit. Um, what's the word for it? Toxic um, is a brand. Yeah. Uh, so for Sue to go along there, that suddenly that. Because her outdoors and freedom party, I thought for a while that quite liked a lot of their policies, and and just that marriage just didn't work for me. It was oil and water, um, so that left me. It was just well, and it wasn't to say left me down to Winnie. Winnie was um, off the mainstream, who I knew had a realistic chance of getting in. Uh, was the only one that said anything, and yeah. So there was there were no options. So where do you think this fragmented freedom community is at, and? Do you think there's any – will it ever come together um, in a stronger block? Can you see that? Or do we just have to accept that there is a certain percentage of in any group that yeah. kind of can't mix in or, or whatever whatever the term is? I, I think I, – I think, as I said, I think about, and I made the comment after the election was there were a lot of people amongst that freedom movement who said a lot of really good things, really good. Oh, Leighton Baker was another one. Um and 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 I'm going am- amongst you. There's got to be enough of a core group of you that could put something together over the next three years, uh, something a bit more cohesive. Because it was it was so fragmented. It was just it was incredible. Um, there was never a chance of any of them getting close to the the five percent. Not a chance. I don't think. Well, well, that was so obvious, wasn't it? I think so. But but then people would say to me, "Ah, oh, yeah, but if you think like that, then of course they'll never get in." And I'm going, "Oh, you know, it's it's." Yeah, I know some people have got a purity of thought in politics, and this is still, oh, I don't like Winston because, blah, and I'm going, well, all I can vote for what's in front of me, and I'm looking at what's in front of me, and I can't vote national, I can't vote act, I will do whatever it takes to get rid of Labour and the Greens in particular, and the best option for me to use my vote is going to be put it towards New Zealand first and hope Winston does what he's promised to do, and... He's, 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 he's handled himself with um, decorum and uh, since the election, where again Seymour's revealed himself to be a little bit of a petulant, um, toy thrown, <laughs> spoilt little brat. I wonder how long he'll be around on the scene. I, I, I don't know. My eyes. Did you see the interview, sorry, the one he did with um, Bob McCoskey? Yes, uh, I saw first? some of that and it was a little awkward watching in places, i got to say. Oh, my, my wife and I, because this was prior to me getting the email from Seymour saying there was no excess all-cause mortality and then the, the jobs were safe and effective. Um, and that sort of, the, the McCoskey interview I, knocked him back from probably 95% chance of getting my vote to about 50. Yeah. And then, the, then the, the email arrived and that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, okay, it was all over. Yeah. Um, well, you know, uh, it's obvious what, what worked at the end because there was a surge with one minor party and a deflation of the other. So yeah. you'd have to say on that, that that was a possibly a wrong call, but there's still 
both there. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. The impression, again, not fixating on Winston, but he's been around so long, so there's a, yeah. a bit of history that we can pour over where people say, or oh, we don't trust him, or he's only interested in the baubles of office, and yeah. uh, and it's all about Winston. And when freedom people say that, they seem to have disconnected and don't realize that those are the talking points of mainstream media and they're parroting them. So, Hey, maybe just a bit more deep thought is required there. If you're going to call yourself a freedom person. You know, I, I basically what I've just had to say um, to those people that were strongly of that opinion. I said, we still converse. We still have differences of opinions and this is a difference of opinion. I said, all I can say is we've got to give it a year. And we can yeah. look back and reflect on what happened, and then maybe things will change again. But it's, I think, it's yeah, it's given us a bit. It's, it's a completely different scenario to 2017 because, uh, yeah, after doing a little bit of studying into how that all uh, that evolved, and I've heard Winston side of that, and um, and he gets called a liar every time he says something, and it's uh, quite often it's, it's amazing that you actually, when you dig deeper, you find out he was actually telling the truth. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, these are the mainstream talking points. I know I was in it and I remember them. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and people need to be a little more discerning and, and, and not be so easily pulled into that while at the same time, you're claiming to be free of that thinking, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Anyway, yes. I could go on, blah, blah, blah. So a lot of pressure on him. And if he doesn't go hard, we're not going to be pleased, right? Well, yeah, I, I'm, and again, I'm, I'm, it's only been since COVID, here, the last three and a half years, that I've actually taken a, more of an interest in politics. I haven't been a very political person. And I'm learning more the way I look at um Current negotiations. What, he's, uh, yes, he is the kingmaker, uh, which a few people were shocked at. And I'm going, no, that well, you, you, you left the gaping gate there performed it, and he, he galloped through it. Thank you very yep. much. Yeah. Um. So, but I know that that means he's got what the six and a half percent of the vote. And when it comes to negotiating, that's about the level of influence you can expect him to have. So he's going to have to prioritize whatever it is he feels is most important. Um, I think the two key issues that he's really good and strong on, and I think I could see National maybe using that to their advantage, it'll be the race thing, um, because he is Maori and half his caucus is Maori as well. And of course, COVID, which he said he will call for a full, proper inquiry. And because the, the stuff that we know now, for without a fact, that, that or sorry, without a doubt, that it's, it's no longer in the realms of conspiracy or doubt. We know that nothing we were told about the vaccines was correct, uh, that much stuff was hidden from us about the vaccines that, that is very damning about on particular people who deliberately hid information from the public. Uh, and, of course, that's why I think maybe in those other parties there's a reluctance to even discuss it because it might be exposed at some point that they had some knowledge of all of this. I don't, you know, We don't know until they... Like, like implicated. Yeah, because there's bound to be a, a, agreements were made behind closed doors and possibly records kept off it. And I, I just couldn't figure out why National could have taken the, some of the information pre-election and absolutely smashed Labour with it by saying, we were not privy to this data prior to the uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, and now that we know what's happened, we're going to look into this. But they just refused to even say the word. Um, that makes me think, hmm. Two, two possible explanations, you'd have to say, wouldn't you? That is, they thought that uh, 
uh, a fair um, chunk of their voter base, that was too much for them as well because they were believers. But the other thing is, and maybe it's a mix of two, one or the other a mix of two, is that they some of them might have stuff to hide, in which case this um, shining the sunlight on things could be a very difficult process for some of them. I'll be painful. Absolutely. I, and, and, but I think, Paul, you know, and I understand they're probably their focus groups and people, which in the six months or a year leading up to the election would have been saying, don't touch the COVID thing. It's too toxic. And I can get that. I can understand that to some extent. But as we got closer, as the times uh, uh, um, rolled along, the things that were in dispute or disputable are no longer disputable. So we're yeah. at that point now where there's more than enough physical evidence that the jabs don't stop uh, infection, they don't stop transmission. They are dangerous to a reasonably large number of people. That masks don't work, that mandates did more harm than good, that vax passes were one of the most divisive things you could have done to the country. Um, so the evidence is, it's not, that's, so it's no longer, and I'm seeing more and more people that were, who believed in it, they believed it because they trust, they trust their government. and. They're, they're all, there's probably a lot of them still at that point. They don't want to talk about it. They say, oh, God, really, do we have to talk? And I'm like, well, we do really have to clear this up because until we do as a society, we can't really move forward. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I understand their perspective. They, they, they would have been told by their people, we'll get more votes by not mentioning this. And part of my hope is that once they've got their negotiations out of the way and they've sat around the table and they've come up to their agreements, that then they might come out in three, four, five months and go, okay, we do understand that there were things done that shouldn't have happened, and we are going to look into this properly. And um, although if you look at what happened in the UK with the Hallett Inquiry, it sort of doesn't give you much. Uh, it's been no. that's one of the biggest whitewashes you'll ever see. I don't know if you've been following that one, Paul. Um, on and off, yeah. Yeah, I've seen yeah. a lot of the commentary that's come out of it and people's opinions of what they've heard and seen so far. Mm. Um yeah, it's, uh, I think you're right. There's um, Well, um, we had a news story a few days ago, international news story. Rasmussen in the U.S. had done a poll of 1,100 Americans, okay? There are 300 million or more in the States, but I guess statistically for a credible polling agency like Rasmussen, um, that uh, counts. But it showed that 28% of people surveyed knew someone they thought had died from yep. the vaccine. So let's say that is a, a similar proportion here, obviously um, smaller numbers, but the proportion, yep. then you've got almost a third of the population knowing yep. someone who's yep. died as a result of that. Yeah, look, that's we've, and I'm sure we live in a small rural location and probably there was, that's a very strong labor support and green labor greens place um, just yep. because of the nature, a lot, lot of old, a lot of unemployed people, a lot of, um, yeah, beneficiary stuff. So yeah. they're, they're, they'll stick with who's, who's they who pays, pay, yeah. who pays, who pays. Um, and, but the number of heart conditions, um, relatives, relatively sudden deaths, you know, I, I, and it's just, it was in our street, which has only got, 12 houses on it. There were three heart attacks uh, in six weeks after the jabs. But you can't say to them, you can, have you thought about the possibility? <laughs> you just Even know though they've never experienced anything like that in their entire lives before. That you can tell by the look on their faces that, that the actual thought that their government might have told them porkies, particularly the strong Labour supporters who still love Jacinda, um, they would just, they're just abject horror. They're just, don't be, don't be stupid. There's absolutely no way. Wow. 
And I, th- I think that's going to be as a right. I, th- I think a lot of port people have moved, and I've seen that on some of the, like, the blog site I was referring to, which is sort of right-leaning. And it went from two years ago. Uh, if I put a comment up, there was me and about three others who were quite all, all over the COVID side of things with the concerns very early on. And uh, they have a voting type system, as a lot of them do, and it would be 50% like what you said and 50% didn't. Well, we, you could graph that over the, the following two years, and, and it's, now it's gone to 99% agree with what you say. Is that right? Oh, wow. honestly, Paul, it's been incredible. And every now and again, I'll put a comment up because the oil person, will, especially in the lead up to the election, would ask me to, for God's sake, stop talking about COVID. There's more important things to worry about. We've got this election. We have to get rid of labor. And I said, yes, we do have to get rid of labor, and I'm sure we will. But this is an apocal time. In, in our lives, uh, it's an event that only a, maybe once in a generation you're going to see. And if you think, oh, forget about it, move on, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. There were too many people so horrendously impacted by, by and just so, so many things done to right around the world uh, as a society. Just, they fractured us apart. Um, it's happening with the race thing as well. Uh, we look at what's that ha- we are Western society is getting shredded at the moment, uh, and it's one narrative after another. And you know, yeah, the conspiracy theorists, and you go, okay, this this is how you prepare for the Great Reset. <laughs> you you yeah. know, you break it down, and then you start all over again, and you have to start new. Um, so I'm hoping as a as a country, I feel relatively positive about New Zealand. I do see you see the number of the uptake on the jabs has just plummeted. Yeah. So that's a good saying. So it means even if people aren't vocalizing it. Yeah, but it's managing the anger, isn't it, Tom? This is the thing. You've got to have some way of stepping down from this. I think South Africa did it post-apartheid with their truth and reconciliation sort of process where people actually fessed up and admitted what they'd done. Yep. Um, And that seemed to go a long way to, well, taking the extreme tension out of what could be a powder keg and, you know, blow up into some kind of civil war. Surely... I'm not saying that yeah. we'll have a civil war here, but surely we have to let the pressure out the same way. Otherwise, it explodes out, doesn't it? hundred percent. That, 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 and that's why I keep, when I'm speaking on these different forums, it's just, um, you know, we, you know that you, you, have, you, you have, we need to talk these things and we need to acknowledge things. And even, it's not a matter of an apology. I don't need anybody swinging from a lamppost. It, um, we got it wrong. Um, we we made mistakes at the time under pressure, except whatever you know, put it whatever phrase it how you want. But You're I acknowledge kind. it that what was done was to people was wrong. You're very kind. I, well, I just think I we can again. You know, you, you know my accent, and I came from a, a place that was yeah. divided yeah. on a very uh, vicious way, and I saw a lot of the um, the, the outcome of that. Uh, and I had amongst my friends that that couldn't be friends any longer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And um, and I thought, yeah, at some point that you have to start talking. Yeah, uh, I do definitely have to start talking. I, yeah, totally. Um, it's, it's it's just that if people have done things like, you know, um, uh, uh, disallowed exemptions and then the person's gone oh, on to die, you, yeah. someone has to be – you can't just get away with that. No, 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 sorry. I, I, there's, I, I, I did say – Sorry, I missed that. Probably. No, you didn't. No, no. I, I, no, I, I'm saying when I did say, I said in previous um, forums and stuff like that, uh, 
saying I don't yeah. want an apology. It's uh, there has to be accountability, and that accountability will fall hardest on different people, depending on the extent of their involvement. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I'm, I have uh, Chloe Warbrick as my MP, and I tried to have a conversation with her and ask some polite questions. And in response to my concerns about uh, excess oil cause mortality and the damage that's been done to society with the various aspects, they sent me, oh, no, we trust the science. <laughs> and they sent, really? me, they sent me a link uh, to a piece that Helen Petusis Harris put out in early 2021. Uh, I'll have to send it to you. And at the very top of it, I can't remember where it was published, but it said opinion piece. <laughs> opinion. Okay. It was, opi was, yeah, yeah, was labelled as an opinion piece. <laughs> and I read through it, and every single point that Helen Batusis Harris made in 2021, early 21, has since been proven to be complete bullshit. Well, well she, she would be very nervous. Someone like her would be very nervous because – she persuaded many pregnant women to take the vaccine. Even though there was no data whatsoever available. Well, the, 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 you, you saw it, you must have saw the piece that, and it was, I didn't come across it until late 21. Uh, I can't remember how I came across it, but it was on the MedSafe website, website there's a um, risk management plan. And it highlights, you've seen it. Uh, Risk of anaphylaxis, they later on yeah. added in myocarditis. But the one that got me was missing information, was missing information on frail and elderly, missing information on pregnant and breastfeeding, missing information for immunocompromised. <laughs> and these were all the people who was pushed on hardest. Global's a bit must be sitting back in hell and looking at it in total amazement and going, my God, we could never have done it to that level. Um, just the narrative control that went on and still is going on because they're still what they renewed the bloody the, the yep. emergency authority last week. <laughs> they can't. What, what do you make of people who find it impossible for some reason to read the freaking room? I, I, I've been in New Zealand 30, 33 years, and it's a beautiful place and beautiful people. But I said that many years ago, and it was nothing really on a, on a major scale, just. These people are lovely, but they're so trusting uh, and everything that their government says and does. I just, yeah, I, I, I came from Europe. I lived in London. I lived in Northern Ireland, and yeah. I, I saw hardcore polit politics in action. Um, but people here are, they're lovely people, and they just, they haven't been exposed to anything. Well, probably the Springbok tour would have been the, the big one in New Zealand. Yeah. But yeah, people just say they're just, they're genuinely, they've got trust. But I think for a lot of them, that has been shattered over the last yeah. few years. I don't think they'll ever get it back, this generation anyway. No, no. Okay. Anything else on your mind, Tom? Oh, no, mate. It's a beautiful, sunny <laughs> day here. So we're going to be having pizzas tonight. Friends coming around, and a couple of cold beers. But you know, um, I, I, other than that, I, I, everything's where I think it was going to be. We're going to have to sit and wait now till these negotiations finish. And, um, and then it's going to be, I'll get, I'll get some more popcorn and I think. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All right. Hey, um, off good time. Good to talk with you again. And uh, we'll check in again in what, another month or two. Let's see yeah, how yeah. things are going. Always happy to talk, Paul. Great to talk to you. RCR with Paul Brennan. Reality Check Radio.